getting you set for all of Sunday's NFL action. It's the Sunday Spread on the BetQL Network with Super Bowl champion Barrett Brooks, Devin Caney, and your host, Sean Bell. Presented by BetMGM. Welcome to week seven of the Sunday Spread. We're starting to get down to the nitty-gritty couple weeks away from the playoffs. A lot of playoff pitching scenarios, so we got you on all fronts. And, of course, it's the holiday. So either you're very happy because your team gave you a Christmas gift on Christmas or you're upset and pissed off like I am because your team took a big fat L. Sean Bell with your microphone. Devin Caney here. Barry Brooks will be here in a little bit with a story <laughs> of why he's late that we can make fun of him on. Right, yeah, I, I know. I'm disappointed in Barrett. Yeah, disappointed it's on tough. Mr. Barrett Brooks over here, but he has a story behind I it. I hope he's and, okay. Yeah. Apparently he is. He's fine, so I'm going to make fun <laughs> of him. It's going to be jokes. It's going to be laughter because it's just funny why he's late. Uh, Devin, how was your holiday? It was good. It was good. So my team, I love that you're just referring to the 49ers as your team. That's now. my like, team. I remember the it first is, few is. weeks of the season, we were like, so are you a 49ers fan? I tried to you're hide like, it. no, I just like them. I, I like Brock Purdy. Yeah. You did try to hide it. So, hide. you know what, Sean, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. You're just, like, flaunting in your fandom, and I love that for you. I also love that the Ravens won. I love that the Dolphins beat the Cowboys. Eagles got a lot of favors uh, from for AFC teams, and the Eagles got a win, even though it was a another messy win by the Eagles over the Giants. Uh, they got a win. So my, my holidays were good. Uh, my bets weren't good over the holidays. Our group chat Mine lit up. Okay. Yeah. So, well, Kev, our producer, I know, Sean, you and I have a bone to pick with Mr. DJ Moore. Messed up like three different parlays I had, and including my uh, touchdown parlay I gave everyone in the at the end of last show. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I had DJ Moore in three parlays, two of which he was the only person not to hit. For him to go over 50 yards and for him to get an anytime touchdown. Two of my bets because of DJ Moore, and again, I, he's fine. Everything's good. But him going down screwed me so much on Christmas Christmas Eve. Me too. Irate. Wait, he's okay? Isn't he's, he all right? He, is he definitely playing? See, now I'm like whenever a player does that to me, like goes down and look, I'm not I get I don't want him to be injured. I'm glad he if he's okay and like I was glad to see him go back in, even if as Kev said he was a decoy. Decoy. Um yeah, definitely did not hit any of my receiving yards or any time touchdown parlay, DJ Moore. But like I'm afraid to to bet on them again. It's like Cooper Cup with you. Like I feel like every week we get a text in our group chat from Sean being like, "I hate Cooper Cup." It's like he'll go for a hundred and a touchdown or forty yards. Yeah, there's just nothing in between. <laughs> Usually, I'm like Cooper, just give me fifty. Plus. No, that is really true. I feel like he either does like absolutely nothing or everything. Yes, give me fifty plus Cooper. Give me a normal guy. <laughs> he got seventy yards this game. No, yeah. it's it's always a hundred and a touch or nothing at all. So it pisses me off. A couple of odd. Betting things happened after this past week that I've noticed. Like what? Christian McCaffrey. I talked to you about it mm-hmm. uh, a week ago, whether or not I should cash in. I didn't cash in. I'm going to just leave it there, right? I got him at plus 1,800 mm-hmm. in week five when they were undefeated. I was like – For MVP. Yeah, and he was like 10th down the list. But I was like, ah, let me just throw it out there. He went into this week playing the Baltimore Ravens six. Mm-hmm. He was behind five quarterbacks. He was behind Dak, I believe, Jalen, Lamar – to uh, am I forgetting somebody? Maybe in fifth, okay? Josh Allen? No, I don't think it was Josh no. Allen. I think he was ahead of Josh Allen. They Tyreek? lose. 
No, he was ahead of Tyreek. Okay. So I think it was just it was four or five quarterbacks. They lose to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh-huh. Now he's second on the list. Man. Now he's he went up to second on the list of in with his MVP odds. I believe Lamar Jackson is minus like a hundred is my high, minus one hundred. And Christian McCaffrey's plus four seventy five. So my odds went up for him to win the MVP. So you don't regret not cashing out. I don't regret it at all. I mean, my cash out was only. It, it's not like they was like, well, we'll give you a hundred dollars. It yeah. was seventeen dollars. It was I've no, been, no, it was twenty three dollars. I think. I've been hearing more and more people get on that train just because there really hasn't been elite quarterback play, and the Ravens beat the Forty ers and they've been playing well. And I, I think Lamar Jackson's still having a great season. But their offense does still kind of seem like it's lacking a flow, like it's not an outstanding performance. Where Chris McCaffrey could, like, I think the term most valuable has become just associated with quarterback because obviously without a quarterback, your team is yeah. nothing. He would win most outstanding player, hands down, of the yeah. season. Yeah. Him or Tyreek Hill, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to value, that's where it's like, I just don't know if, if everyone's all the voters are going to get on board with with voting for a running back, separate. it should be most valuable, most, most outstanding. Yeah, you're right. They should, yeah. they should separate it. But I'm hoping for a co MVP situation. A co- is that a thing? It's happened twice. Okay, it happened in 2003, Peyton Manning and Steve McNair, and it happened in '97, Barry Sanders and Brett Favre. Oh, so that's a what that's what I'm hoping for. And the other thing that I'm hoping for is this. Do you realize the, the favorite for the MVP has changed each of the last five years? Because this NFL season is on drugs. Bonkers. Like, I don't was, know what's going on. It was Patty Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Then, it, and excuse me if I get this order wrong, uh, wrong, but it was Pat Mahomes. Then I believe it was Jalen Hurts. Then it went to Dak Prescott. Then it went to Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. And now it's Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So if history serves me right, with, with two weeks left, so now it's going to go to Christian McCaffrey. Lamar loses the Miami Dolphins, and we can put Christian McCaffrey up there. There you go. That's what I need for my – You can, for, you can for, make some money. For my bet to hit. The other, can, I, can I say – sorry, just a hot uh-huh. take. Because I was thinking about hot this on my, on, my, on my drive over here. Not like – I hate saying like, oh, I have a hot take. But <laughs> I just feel like you're probably going to push back on me for this. But I, I've been thinking about it because we talk about the MVP every week. And I feel this way with any league MVP, like – like in Philadelphia, obviously Joel Embiid becoming finally getting the MVP last season, like big conversation. I don't care. I don't. Obviously, if you have money on it from a betting perspective, you care. But as a football fan, as a sports reporter, I don't care who wins MVP. All I care about is like a Super Bowl of the Lombardi Trophy. You know, like I feel like when when you win MVP, and maybe I realized it more when Joel Embiid finally won NBA MVP, like. It's like, cool, that's great. I love that for him. Here's a tweet saying it. All right, now let's move on and let's go win a, a championship. I like, feel- I just think it, it doesn't have a lot of meaning to me. And I, if I was a player, I think I just wouldn't care as much as I would care more about my team winning and going far in the playoffs. But can't you care about both? Yeah, but, like, it's not, like, who won last year? I, I have to think about it. Like, it's not something that, like, I know the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Like, you know the winner, like, the mm-hmm. team. You don't think about the individual player. See, I think Joel Embiid has spoiled, not spoiled, but ruined, and made, ruined yeah. it for Philadelphia You're sports right, fans. you're right. Because I just think you want your just due, and you want yeah. your guy to get your just due. Yeah. And you expect it to also come with championships, so yeah. you hope it comes with championships. But everybody, like, Philadelphia is a town who screams, like, they don't respect us. 
it's a respect thing. Well, like, Joel Embiid should have won MVP like three seasons previously. It's last. So I disagree with that, but okay. that's that's an argument. That's an argument for another day it for is. a basketball. But, show. but you're right. It that probably has just because I feel like it's constantly like that debate. You know, Jokic or, or Embiid, and last season it was Jalen Hurts or Mahomes or whoever else. Like I I don't know. I just don't think that it matters that much. It 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 shouldn't matter. The championship yeah. matters more, but yeah. Still, it's nice right, to just see had to get that off my chest. Eddie. She's like, Joel, Joel Embiid wins it again and he leaves his leaves in the second round. Right. Well, and yeah, <laughs> you're right. Throw his like trophy that, in the ground. And that's exactly what happened last season. So you're right. Like that could have spoiled it for me because it's like, all right, you win MVP for what? Like you have nothing else to show for it aside from the title. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you enjoyed Allen Iverson's MVP, even though he didn't win. Yeah. It was just true. like you wanted your guy to get his respect. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, again, Joel. And I'm with you on that. Just like, all right. It's right. Like, even now when I see tweets about it, like, we're already starting it this season. I'm like, are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do we, can we just take away the NBA MVP? Because it's always going to be uh-huh. Embiid and Jokic. It's always going to be this. So. And uh, another interesting thing, the Cleveland Browns. Mm. We'll just the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Comeback player of the year. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. It, it, at one point, it was DeMar, mm. like, minus 20 to 1. Yeah. Right? Naturally. But now DeMar is minus 100, like Joe Flacco's plus 150. Oh, wow. So it's it's changed after their win. Would you take it? No, just because I feel like DeMar Hamlin had that locked up before the season even started. Yeah. Like, I love what Joe Flacco's doing. It honestly reminds me a lot of what the Eagles did in 2017 with Nick Foles, where your starting quarterback goes down, Carson Wentz, you think all hope is lost after a great season, and then boom, no, Nick Foles steps up at the right moment, starts playing his best football of his life. Um, and it, it was incredible. They go on to win the Super Bowl. I love that for Joe Flacco, but I just don't see how you can vote against like Demar Hamlin died. died. Yeah, like he like he's been through so much that it's hard to to vote for a washed up quarterback who's making a comeback over him. And I honestly think Vegas is just uh, baiting us to, to spend like, your money. It, it was an unbettable <laughs> bet. No one bet on that. Yeah. But now they're like, let's see if we can bait people in. They know DeMar Hamlin's going to win. But yeah. let's see if we can bait people in by shrinking the odds. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's what they're doing. I would say, like, that's the one category that I could have told you who was going to win that start. <laughs> yeah, like, that right. was obvious. But yeah. this week we got a lot of clinching scenarios. A we lot do. It's of, hard a lot to of keep people track of them all. The Browns, who won on Thursday, still have a chance. To actually win the AFC, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. The Baltimore Ravens lose two in a row, and the Cleveland, win, Cleveland Browns win the rest of two. They can clinch the number one seed. Mm-hmm. That would be absolutely nuts. Uh, there's a whole bunch. If the Ravens win this week, then they clinch the AFC number one seed, and then a bunch of different scenarios that we'll talk about throughout the show mm-hmm. the, with, with the Eagles and Niners, the Chiefs. There's a whole – it's one of those situations. Yeah. If you win and this team loses and this team it's loses. It's so hard. Like, I, you know the meme of, like, the girl with all the numbers around her head? That's yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. I think about it. Because especially, yeah, the NFC has some, like, wonky situation where I think the Eagles, like, if the Cowboys lose, then the Eagles win the, the division. But then if they win, then the Eagles are number two in the conference. And, like, it's everything is just all out of whack. Yeah. Right. We're three teams at 11 and four. So, a one, two, one, it's like one, two, and five mm. can all change in a game. So, yeah. a lot of different scenarios. Let's get to our first game, the game that doesn't really matter. But kind of matters to a Jaguar team that, I had it in the AFC Championship game, and now they're barely fighting to win the division Look, once again. I don't judge you for that because I had high hopes for this Jags team up until what, like four or five weeks ago, when they just seemed to kind of fall apart, and it, it 
seems like it all started with uh, Trevor Lawrence's injury. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was the game a couple weeks ago where he left that game with like when they made him like walk back to the locker yeah, room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like the they were they were the number one <laughs> seed the at the that point. Cart. They yeah. were the number one seed at the point. He walks out, walks up in the golf cart. They lose that game because he leaves. And now they're on a losing streak, struggling to get back to it. They're facing the Carolina Panthers, which is, you know, always get healthy, always get mm. right. The Jaguars favoring this game by only six. I thought it would be way more than that, but that shows how much the Jaguars have been terrible. Over-under in this game is 38. Um, Trevor Lawrence may not play in this game. He was limited on Thursday, but again, Trevor's been a warrior. It's been like, it mm. doesn't matter. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm, I have this. I have that. And he's always ended up playing. So I expect him to fully play and to fully be in this thing. So Trevor Lawrence playing. The Panthers, I guess you can say they've been pay- playing better. Mm-hmm. Jags can be eliminated with a loss if everybody else wins in their division. Mm-hmm. Tough for them. What are you looking at in this game? So I know a lot of people, um, like the Panthers play one decent game and everyone's like, oh, the Panthers can cover. I know that the Jags <laughs> seem to be in complete disarray right now. They're on a massive losing skid. Um, if Trevor Lawrence plays, he'll probably still be banged up. The good news, you mentioned it, like, Panthers are the ultimate get-right team to to play against if you need to get back on track this uh-huh. season. Back on track in Week 17, but you know what I yeah. mean. End the season on a high note. And this is potentially a must-win game for the Jags if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. The Panthers have nothing to win for. They also have nothing to lose for. Like, they they gave away their, their draft pick. Like, they're not tanking, you know? Like, it's not like it's they have anything really swaying them one way or the other. Um, they're playing for the top pick in the second round. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I think the Jags win. I do. I think they cover too. Um, I that six points. Like, I think that Doug Peterson is too good of a coach, and the players have too much pride to to lose. What five? It would be five in a row for the Jags yeah, and yeah. to a, a bad team in the Panthers. And when they have playoff hopes on the line, so I like the Jags minus six. Um, regardless of if Trevor Lawrence plays or not. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go with uh, Trevor Lawrence. When when they put that up, if I'm having a good day, I'm going to go with Travis Etienne, 60 and a half. Well, oh, Baird's not here, and you're just like, boom. I got him. I'm I taking Baird's weekly I, pick. Yeah, yeah. I got you, B-Brook. <laughs> I got you, even though he abandoned him at one point during the season. He did. But I got you. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to have him going over 50. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take away the 60 and a half. I'm just going to do alternative 50. I'm going to have Calvin really at the same time going alternative over 50. And having that being a good day for the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and having a win, it's interesting because, like you said, if they lose, they can be done because, uh, you know, with all the scenarios that can happen. But right now they have the tiebreakers with the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. They're, mm-hmm. All three of those teams are 8-7. and seven. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Rookie C.J. Stroud, Gardner Minshew, mm-hmm. on the same level as the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Yeah, not what I was would have expected, but this whole season just seems to be, like, tipsy. Like, I don't know what's going on. I, like, week by week, anything can happen. I think I was I was talking to someone, and they were like, you know what, no, like, knowing how this season's going, the Panthers will win, and, like, it just makes no sense. Like, a lot of these games, just the outcomes, like, how nothing makes sense week to week. So, anything can happen. I just think the Jags are going to win this one. They better. <laughs> All right, because I'm going to put a little cheddar, put a little money on them. They better win because I'll, I, might do- I feel like that's been my luck. I, I think I I would just do a side. I don't know if I try. I feel like the Jags have messed up any props that I put down on them recently. Many. So I'm going to stay away from that. Many, 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 many props. I'm with you that on that. That under has been hidden for the Jags. <laughs> yeah, every freaking time. All right, we're going to take a break. 
We got Falcons, Bears, Patriots, Bills, Raiders, Colts. Again, more playoff scenarios, more teams trying to sneak in, get in the back door of the sixth or seventh seed. So that we'll have that coming up. Devin Caney, Sean Bell, the spirit of Barrett Brooks <laughs> coming up. Presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the Sunday spread. Sean Bell, Devin Caney, Barrett Brooks. He's coming. Don't <laughs> the worry. The spirit of Barrett Brooks. He's going he's gonna to get here. All right? He the spirit he's coming. of Barrett yeah. Brooks. He's going to get here. Um, continuing with all the games this week on New Year's Eve, Falcons, Bears. Playoff scenarios. We were just talking during the break, trying to break down all the specifics it's of the so It's so confusing. It's impossible, dog. Like... If someone could just like make me a giant poster board with just a clear cut graph of exactly what needs to happen in order for certain teams to make the playoffs, that would be great. I need the political guy. What's what's the guy? Oh my god, yeah, the NBC guy. Yeah, the um, the one who does like the yes, the percentages and yeah, he breaks yeah, yeah. down and all that stuff. Steve Kornacki. Uh, Kornacki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need that dude. Everything he does, he makes me feel like all right. I, I, know. I just got smarter. Yeah, Kornacki, come through, please. We <laughs> yes, need you. Yeah. Explain all these scenarios to me. He's I, You're right, Kev. He's a legend. Um, but Falcons-Bears. Bears still have a chance. They're 6-9, and nine, but they need a couple teams ahead of them to lose out. Mm -hmm. The Bears need to win their last two, and they need, I believe, the Rams to win out, uh, to, excuse me, lose out, and somebody else to lose out mm -hmm. for, in order for them to get in. The Falcons still have a chance to win their division. They also have a, still have a chance to get the wild card spot. So it's... It's, it's, again, all over the place, but they're focused on the division right now, trying to jump ahead of the Buccaneers. They need the Buccaneers to take an L. The Bears are favored in this game by three. The over-under is 38. What do you see in this game? I mean, I just think the Bears are actually the better team in every aspect right now. Um, the Falcon, The Bears do what the Falcons are supposed to do well, which the Falcon strength is supposed to be running the ball, but they actually haven't been running it that effectively. They also haven't really been passing it that effectively. Um, I think that their offense is improved, at least in the last two games since Heineke, had, Taylor Heineke has been playing at quarterback, but the Bears are hot right now. They're coming off a big win over the Cardinals. By big, I mean, like, not important game, but, like, double-digit <laughs> double win over the Cardinals. 11-point win. Um. They have four straight wins at home. I just think that the Bears have all the momentum here, and I think that they're the better team. The Bears, Justin Fields' Bears are a playoff team. Yeah. Like, I, he was hurt, so they lost some games, especially earlier in the season, but they won four of their last six. Mm -hmm. The two losses that they had were against the Cleveland Browns by three and the Lions by five. So they played great football throughout. Yeah. I just need DJ Moore not to get hurt so he can – like, I don't know if I Please. bet him again. I've bet him every week, and he's come through over the last mm -hmm. five weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, sc I'm scared this time. Kev, you will have to give me an update. I know he's okay, and I know he's playing, but is what he just going to be a dis decoy? What? Yeah, yeah, he's just a decoy, guys. That's what Kev was saying in our group chat when we were freaking out, mm -hmm. um, which didn't help at all because, like, okay, he's a decoy. That means he's not going to hit any of the props that I have him down yeah. for. What was his exact injury, Kev? Do we know? Again, I wasn't watching the game. I was texting his, his um, ankle. So I do know that the Falcons defense is tough on running backs. They're not tough on mobile quarterbacks. And Justin Fields is one of the best in the game right now at getting the yardage on the ground. So uh, I like a Justin Fields anytime touchdown. Mm. Take his over rushing yards. Not over 100 rushing yards for Justin Fields, though, because never forget – that mind-blowing stat I read, like, I don't even know how many weeks ago. It was. I, I don't know if it's still week. true. No, it was a few weeks ago. Okay. Where any game 
the the Bears have never won this season a game where Justin Fields has over a hundred rushing yards, mm-hmm. which is absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it's, still, take the over. Uh, I don't know what the it's over under right fifty four and a half. Oh yeah, I might over. just do the alternative fifty plus. Okay, Justin Fields gets fifty plus, but again, this I'm with you. This should be a game. Tyler Heineke is the quarterback for the Falcons. The Bears have just played really good football, and they continue to play really good football. And Justin Fields mm-hmm. is like, I'm your quarterback, not Caleb Williams. Uh, absolutely. I'm your quarterback. Look yeah. no further. Stay right here. And oh, by the way, little side note. Hmm. System quarterbacks. We talked about system quarterbacks. Cam talked about system quarterbacks. Caleb Williams mm-hmm. might be a system quarterback. What makes you say that? Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the new Texas Tech. In what? Where what? you may get Pat Mahomes, but you also may get Graham Harrell. Uh-huh. Right, like you're going to look great. You saw USC; their backup quarterback threw for six touchdowns, a record, a bowl game record for them the other day. Yeah, he looked awesome. He looked Caleb Williams esque. So, are you saying if Caleb Williams was plopped uh, in the middle of the 49ers offense, it would be just as good? See, I'm not even gonna, <laughs> I'm not even gonna dignify that because that's somehow gonna be a Brock Purdy uh, slight. Well, he's a system quarterback, is but <laughs> he is a system quarterback. But yeah. again. System to the point of, now nah, you were just great for a college quarterback. And I think Caleb Williams is better than that. Mm-hmm. But that's what Lincoln Riley has turned into. Everybody, every quarterback is going to look great mm-hmm. in that system. Yeah. Because they all have looked great and put up big numbers. Yeah. But you may be getting, like, again, the old Texas Tech. You may be getting a Pat Mahomes, but you may get a Graham Harrell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you may get a, a Jalen Hurts who played over there, although he played at Alabama first. So I don't know if I can give credit for that. But, yeah, his situation but you may get – Something else. You may get Baker Mayfield. Like, well, it also seems like Baker's played great too. Or he, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that game in a little bit. But uh, when it comes to Justin Fields, like, it also before their the Bears' playoff hopes were fully confirmed, mm-hmm. still alive, or at least by a long shot. Uh, these final games for for Justin Fields were kind of like prove it games. You know, is he the guy that they can depend on mm-hmm. for the future? Do they need to draft a quarterback in the first round with their pick? I don't. I like Justin Fields. Like if I if I'm the Bears, I'm keeping him as my starting QB. Yeah, you can still draft a quarterback. Like why not? But I just think that Justin Fields has proven in these last few weeks of the season that he's the guy. He has one of the, he has one of the best quarterback ratings. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, I, I would I would I, I Kev, you would have to tell me this based on him losing and being out for a couple games, he might have a 500 record or above as a starter this season. I'm not sure what those yeah, actual what that actual record is for him just starting, but. He has a good record just starting, and he's played very well, and he has had a top five or six quarterback rating. So, again, all in on Justin Fields, and I think Kayla Williams is overhyped. There. I, uh, I agree. That's... I agree. Except the video of Kayla Williams crying with his family made me sad, so I feel yes, bad for man. him. It was touching. It was touching, <laughs> but still. Um, also, just one last prop for this game. Mm. Uh, that Chicago is very much not good, like as in they're in last place in defending backs as pass catchers. So, Bijan Robinson over 22 and a half receiving yards, slam it. Wow. Okay, that's a good little, little good little nugget right there. <laughs> that, that's one I'm going to use. Let's go to the next game, Patriots-Bills. I said it before, and I'll say it again. The Bills, to me, are the biggest threat in the AFC. The Bills have everything it takes. It's all on Josh Allen not turning the ball over. If he doesn't talk, turn the ball over, they have the defense, they have the running game, they have the, they have the weapons. And when Josh Allen is good, Josh Allen, he is a nuclear weapon. Mm-hmm. I think the Buffalo Bills, again, now 9-6, and six, are going to go ahead and be 11-6. I still think they have a chance at winning the division. 
So I'm hammering the Bills again, put in a small little change bet for them to make the AFC Championship game, to them to make the Super Bowl. Put a small little bet in, right? So are they your new Jags? Yes, 100 Okay, got to replace them somehow. The real Jags. The the Jags are not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ain't happening. (laughs) Uh, This game, obviously, they're favored by a lot. They're favored by 13. The Mm over-under is 40. Um, Bills with the big momentum. I still think they have a chance to win the division, but that's going to be tough. Again, Miami playing the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens do what they did to the 49ers, then it comes down to that final game of the season. Uh, What sort of bets do you like in this game, and how much do you like the Buffalo Bills? you like them as much as I do? I do. I do. I've always liked the Bills. I I think the Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles have actually had very similar seasons, um, except the Bills, the outcome hasn't swayed their way where the Eagles has, where they've played a lot of kind of ugly, close games um, where Josh Allen is really talented, but have ha- has had way too many turnovers that have almost cost them or has cost them games. Uh, but they're still a really good team and they're they're getting hot at the right time. And a lot of their recent success seems to be because they're figuring out and leaning on the run game a lot more. Um, so I like James Cook rushing props. Uh, I like the Bills winning and covering at home. Um, yeah, the Pats are coming off a win, but I I mean, it's Bailey Zappi. <laughs> it's Bailey Zappi versus, versus a Bills team that's looking like one of the best teams in the AFC right now and Josh Allen. Um, I just I think the Bills have all the momentum in their favor here. They're playing at home. They have that home field advantage. One prop that I would fade, though, Stefan Diggs uh, has not really been contributing too much to this Bills offense lately. He's had under 70 yards in five of his last six games. And especially since the Bills have been leaning on their run game a lot more, I don't know if I would take that, maybe go alternate yards on that. Yeah, I think Stefan gets traded at the you end think? of the offseason. Yeah, I think that relationship is torn. He's had, you know what I mean? They had issues at the beginning of the season. I know he tried to hide it or whatever mm-hmm. or whatnot. But now in the beginning of the, the Late latter parts of the season, after having like five or six hundred yard games in the first mm-hmm. eight games, he's getting nothing. So I think he's going to be traded in the all season. Uh, oh, so. I also forgot. So the Pats beat the Bills earlier this season, which I totally forgot about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing like a re- revenge game, especially when you know that you're the better team. So I think that will help fuel the Bills to want to want to beat this team even more. Yeah, beat the brakes. And again, it's New Year's Eve. We're checked out. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go home. They're they're <laughs> checked out. So. I'm going to go Josh Allen. Josh Allen, much like Jalen Hurts, is a good bet for an anytime touchdown. Often, often is able to run it in, so I would think about putting anytime touchdown. But I also, James Cook, would you put him in your anytime touchdown parlay this week? Yes, I would. A, because the Bills have been re- relying on him a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and B, because I think that they're going to have a lead, so they're probably not going to be throwing it too much. And they're not going to put Josh Allen in harm's way yeah. and have him run it in. Yeah, so that's again. I'm with you. I think James. I'm gonna write Cook, that down. Actually, <laughs> you're welcome. Look James, at that. You know what I mean? You, 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 because you always texting us like, "Look at this dub," and I'm like, "Why didn't I take <laughs> it? Why didn't I do I it?" I had another one hit, not the one I gave out on the show, because thanks, DJ Moore. Um, I also think that was did Christian McCaffrey not get one either. Christian got one last week. He did. Okay, then it was just DJ Moore. Um. I'm one hit. I need to go back and look at, at who exactly it was. I don't want to rub it in your faces, though. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Another game with playoff implications. Raiders, Colts. Raiders. Looking like a real team. They can the still win their division. Yeah, still win the division. Still get into the playoffs. The Colts, Shane Steichen trying to hold on to a to a final playoff spot in this one. Um, 
Again, Colts favoring this game three and a half. The over-under uh, is 43 I'm, and a half. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it looks like oh. our third host, Barrett Brooks, has entered the building. Barrett Brooks. He's shaking his head. J- just walks in. For those who don't know, all right, we're we going to, we'll get to the Raiders Colts game in a minute. Just walks in and sits down. We said the spirit of Barrett Brooks is here. He just sat down very gingerly. All right, he looks Hold tired. On. He looks exhausted. He looks like he wants no parts. Barry. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was walking down the steps and my ribs were killing me. It's like my upper ribs, right? I feel like I felt after playing Dallas and I'm going against Charles Haley. You know what I mean? That's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> what I happened? Felt, I fell 51, 51 <laughs> inches. I was 51 inches high in the back of a, uh, on the back of a, uh, a Penske truck I had to rent. Because I just got. Which is on a golf cart. Well, no, the golf cart. I was getting the golf cart out the back of the Penske rental truck. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. So I'm pulling it out, pulling it out. As I'm pulling it out, I cut some relief places because you know, I got it shipped, and it was a, it was thirteen hundred pounds. So I cut the metal parts out. So I'm trying to pull and pull and pull, and I felt myself go back. So I grabbed the metal, and it ripped the rest of the way off. And I was falling in slow motion. As I fell back, I held myself there for a second. And then it just, gravity just took over. And oh, I landed no. flat on my back. Pow! And I thought I was cool. I got up, you know, shook it off, you know, because I had some young boys with me. I didn't want to think they could get me. <laughs> I didn't want to seem like I was vulnerable. And then I got up. I got up. Everything's cool. So I was like, man, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Then I finished taking it off. And as I'm taking it off, I start feeling this tightness and, and breathing and like what is going on now i immediately went to the urgent care now all this happened this was from today eight, from 8 30 to 9 30 today the fail happened and then 10 o'clock i go to the urgent care like, they got me sitting there i take x-rays there's no you know no broken bones good that's right good but i feel like i'm broke like really really broke <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and as I'm sitting there trying to, you know, get the x-rays, and the doc comes out. First of all, I didn't get a doctor. I got a nurse practitioner. Love of that. Of course. And 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 she just said, oh, yeah, you know, take some ice and ibuprofen. You'll be good. I'm like, Don't you love that after waiting for so long? It's always like, you're fine. Oh, I go said, but you know, I got somewhere to go. Can somebody come talk to me? Uh-huh. I got something to do. Can somebody come talk to me? Well, I'm glad that you're okay. You- I- I'm not okay. Did you ever get it off the truck? Yes. Okay. Yes. What, what I were finished. you doing? What were you trying to do? Yeah, I, we were trying to figure out why you were. I thought golfing. you were golfing. No, I have a golf cart. I, I tell you, I, I bought a new house. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got some acreage now. I got four acres, mm-hmm. and I got the golf cart. You know, to pick up packages and stuff like that. I can drive to the Wawa and all that type mm. of stuff. So. so let me get this straight. You dealt with Ray Lewis. <laughs> you dealt dealt with uh, Tony Saragusa. You dealt with who else was it? Was in those for Terrell Suggs? All of I mean Terrell Suggs, McCrary. Uh, uh, um, I mean you name it. I want to. And you let a golf cart take you out. You used to dealing. <laughs> Kick my. You used to dealing with with tough guys, three fifty killers. And you let a golf cart pancake you. You got pancaked by a golf cart, dog. Bro, I, I told you I was walking down the steps and I was hurt. Now you got me Pancake by a you, golf cart. You got me laughing like that. Ray Lewis couldn't do it. Oh. Your golf cart could do it. 
at oh. your home, at your crib. You getting I, old, dog. I feel like I'm old now. You getting <laughs> old, dog. You getting old. Oh, we, we haven't we haven't got to uh, to San Fran yet. All right. No. Let's <laughs> All right. Let's let's go no, ahead. No, we're saving it just you see for what I'm saying? Or the Eagles. Here I mean, he goes. Injury can't stop him from taking <laughs> shots at me right no, now. No, I'm not taking these shots because we've been shot up enough. Okay. All right. <laughs> Listen. Again, you need some. The coach, would gave, yes. the, the coach would gave you some shots to get you back in the game. No so question. You back in the game right now. Listen, when we get back, uh, we'll continue uh, making fun of Barrett. But also, uh, finish our Raiders-Cults talk as, as long as going on with the other games of importance. Rams, Giants, Saints, Buccaneers, and the 49ers. Sunday spread. Be right back. Once again, welcome back to week 17 of the Sunday spread. Devin Caney, Sean Bell. Barrett Brooks is here, but it's still injured. Injured and still injured. Still Barrett Brooks. I, I, you know what I mean? I don't still even can. know which player to compare you to right now. You know what I mean? Like injured, old injured Barrett Brooks. But he's here, ready to get it done. They shot him up with, with some steroids, with some cortisone <laughs> and all that Patrick other stuff. Patrick Holmes got at halftime in the Super Bowl. Yeah, right, exactly. right. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got that same thing. All right. right. Sunday spread presented by BetMGM. Uh, real quick, we'll go over what we were talking about before. Raiders, Colts. Uh, Raiders still have a chance to actually win the division, which is crazy, but they need the Kansas City Chiefs to lose out and the Raiders win out in order to do so. The Colts. Let's see, that's not too far-fetched. It's not, but again, I can't see KC losing now. But again, it can happen. It, and Antonio Pierce has done a phenomenal job with that Great squad. Job, right? With Aiden O'Connell, a rookie quarterback, at the helm. And, and the Colts, again, a fighting team. Looks They look pretty good. They're a competitive team. They're 8-7, and seven, so... They also have a great shot at making the playoffs. Dev, I'll start with you. What are you looking at in that game? Uh, so I like the Colts winning this one. I think the, what the Raiders have done since uh, they fired their head coach has been really impressive. Um, and I do think that, you know, they, they still have a shot and they're, they have a lot of motivation. So there's that factor in it. But so do the Colts. I like the Colts covering the three and a half points because they're playing at home and their defense plays really, really well at home, and the Raiders' offense plays really, really poorly when they're on the road. They're mm -hmm. only averaging 14.7 points per game on the road. Um, so I just think that this Colts defense, it's not great overall, but it's been pretty solid, in, especially in the past game. I think that they can contain the Raiders' offense. And they're likely going to have Michael Pittman back. The Colts are on offense, mm -hmm. uh, and that's massive. So they'll have an added off we weapon on offense, and I think their defense is going to hold the Raiders down. So... Indy minus three and a half. Yeah, and again, Indy, that's three and a half. Also, they can win the division also. They're tied with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans, so they're playing for, for a lot. But even if they don't win the division, they currently hold the seventh spot in the wild card spot. So a lot to play for in this game. Absolutely. That's it. I'm going all props, Colts. You know, uh, Michael Pittman, I think he is going to play. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that was a vicious hit, man. But, you know, he, he'll be back. Seven, five and a half. That's a lot of receiving yards, but he is their offense. Jonathan Taylor, 75 yards or more. Once again, he's the you know the primary in that offense. I'm going with 75 and a half yards rushing, um, but then, you know still got to go with Devonte Adams, 66 and a half. To me, that's like a slam dunk. He's going to have that probably in the Main third weapon. quarter. Yeah, you know, so I, I like I like that prop for them going forward. So I'm going with the points with the Colts. They'll win, but you know, I mean, I got to take my hat off to, to to this Raiders team. You know, he's got them going. Antonio Pierce got them going. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with the Raiders in this one. I think I'm gonna go with Devontae. Uh, Devontae having over 75 yards. They played well again. 
the last couple of games they were able to beat the Chiefs, and I know the Chiefs ain't world beaters anymore, but they beat right. the Chiefs. They put up 63 on the Chargers. This team is motivated. They're clicking, and again, once again, they have a chance to really make a move and make a playoff spot. So I like the I like the juju that the Raiders have right now. I like the vibes. Yeah. I like the swag. They I, want, I like to see Max Crosby after the game smoking yep. and, and dancing. And yeah, he, he was getting the hip hop. Like he was getting it though. You know, you know what I mean? mean? Like yeah. Max Max Crosby down for the culture. So again, that, that maybe that's why I'm rooting for the Raiders right now. But I like the Raiders. Uh, so let's go to the next ones. Rams Giants. Rams. I think it's gonna be a blowout. I think the Rams yeah. are the team that nobody wants to play. Nobody wants to play. I don't think anybody wants to play the Rams in the entire NFC because the Rams have been absolutely kicking so far. And they're one of the only teams in the NFC, any entire NFL, they can say, I got a Super Bowl-winning quarterback and a Super Bowl-winning head coach. Mm -hmm. They got people who are experienced, and I got a future Hall of Famer who's still killing people in Aaron Donald. The the Rams have won five out of their last six games. Yes. The only game they lost to was the Ravens, and that was just by six, and they were up late in that game also. Mm -hmm. By the way, the other team that's considered one of the best in, in the entire league, the 49ers, they only lost to them by seven points. Earlier in the season, right? The right. Rams are balling. Oh, by the well, way, they the play Cleveland, them next week, right? Yeah, and they play them next weekend. Yeah. And oh, by the way, they beat the Cleveland Browns thirty-six to nineteen in that streak. Yeah, yeah. So they have they have great wins. They played <clears throat> everyone great. They have Super Bowl pedigree. The Rams are the one team that I go again. I don't think they'll make the Super Bowl, but they can get a win or two. They can beat to meet anybody. They can beat the Niners if they if they're hot. They can beat the Eagles. They can beat the Lions. They can beat the Cowboys. The Rams are the team for me to watch out for in the playoffs that can snag a couple. Uh, Devin, what are you thinking about the Rams, and what do you think about the in this game against the Giants? Uh, well, Barrett kind of just said my my minimal thoughts on this one. I think the Rams are going to win in a blowout, so easily cover the minus five and a half. We were joking about Cooper Cup props uh, earlier in the <sighs> show, and I'm I'm too afraid to go for those. You got to um, go from this game though. This game you got. You think? Go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. won't the what if the Rams are up by so much they're not going to throw it? Well, Williams, Howard Williams, ninety-four and a half yards rushing. That's huge. yeah, that's true. He and he's he's played really well. He's running. Really yes, well. yeah. So, I I would go with I would go with sixty-eight and a half, and I would also go um with Puka Nakua, seventy and a half. Um, you got a veteran quarterback. When anytime you got a veteran quarterback like that, he's gonna get the ball to where he needs to get to. He knows and understands what it is to get in this Super Bowl run, and that's why they are being most effective now. You know, they they didn't peak early like Dallas did. I think Dallas peaked too early. This team is starting to go just almost like the Eagles, going in the direction they need to go. They're going up. So I'm going all, uh, you know, I'm going all in with the five. What is it, five, five and a half? Or five, five and a half. Five, yeah, five and a half. half. I'm going five and a half. I'm going with the Rams. They're going to score points. Mm. Um, Saquon Barkley's still going to get his 64 and a half yards rushing. And I will go with any time touchdown with Saquon also. I can see that happening. I, again, I'm scared for Cooper Cup. So I'm going to go Puka, and I'm going <laughs> to ignore Cooper. <laughs> Although I feel like this is the game, it's either one or the other that that gets off. But I like. I feel it. good about the bet because both of you are scared of it. You're not gonna go with it, so I'm gonna go with it. And they go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna, gonna it's gonna out. hit. Then we're gonna get a text <laughs> message. It's, that's what's gonna right. happen. Um, I I think the Giants are actually kind of dangerous, dangerous to the Rams and the Eagles in the last two games of the year. Tyrod Taylor announced he's retiring. Did he? Yeah, he announced he's gonna retire at the end of the season. I missed that. Yes, yeah. that was, and he did that about a week ago. Right again. So Tyrod Taylor. Is going to be done. So the He's Gi starting this game, Gi though. Yeah, so the Giants are playing for Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor is so loved. 
I so, want a Super Bowl you know, because that Busty, Busty said he was retiring after this, this game, and it just so happened that the Super Bowl was in Detroit. Yeah, so, so you had to win that game. Yeah, you're so like, we, yeah, we yeah, got to. You had to. Yeah. But the guys are going to play for Tyrod, so I don't think the Giants, like a lot of other bad teams, are just quitting. Right. So I, I like I like Tyrod to go over 200 yards in this game. I like Darren Waller to go over 37 and a half in this game. Those are two props I like for the Giants. I still like the Rams to win yeah. uh, by double digits in this game. But I do think the Giants play motivated, and I, I think the Giants play well against this Ram team. And I'll, again, go with Matt Stafford having two touchdowns. I'll go with Puka Nakua with uh, over, over 70, 70 and a half yards. Kyron Williams, 94 and a half is a little too much well, for my know, blood. Darren Waller, he didn't do anything against the Eagles, but he's going to be he, – he, he's going to have to go out there and, and – and, Play way better than he played against the Eagles. You know, mm-hmm. Darren Wall, I can see him having some headway. 37 and a half. I think that's a little safe bet also. Yeah. Let's go to Saints Bucks. Two teams fighting for the division. The Bucks have all the tiebreakers in this division, so the Saints need this. The Bucks, if they win this game, they clinch the division. Uh so that's what's going on with them. The Bucks are favoring this game because they're at home two and a half. This is going to be a tight game. Barrett, I'll start with you. Who do you think wins this one? What do you like? I you know, I actually go on with the Bucks. You know, um at this point. You got a guy in Baker Mayfield's trying to play for his um play for a starting role. He wants to be the future quarterback of this Buccaneers team and not just a stopgap. So I think his play is starting to get better and better. Middle of the season, you know, kind of faded a little bit, but I think he's got that um he's got that juju back and, and is playing really, really well, especially since those guys are also playing uh with him also. You know, like Chris Godwin, you know, fifty four and a half. Safe bet. He's going to get more than that because he's the guy that makes that offense run. You know, he catches the, you know, the short to intermediate routes. Uh, Mike Evans, 62 and a half. He'll have over 100 this game just mm, because they're playing okay. for something. They're playing for the division. They're playing to get into the playoffs. They're playing for their quarterback, Baker Mayfield. He needs this game. He needs to be in the playoffs in order to keep him as a starting quarterback, you know. Because uh, at this point, they don't have really a draft pick in the first round that's really – going to be able to get those top two, three guys early. Mm. So they're going to have to play for it and see if Baker's the guy they're going to go into the future with. So I'm going with that. And then, you know, of course I got to go with, uh, you know, I got to go uh, Rasheed White, 64 and a half. He'll get a buck. He'll get 100. And I also put, also put um, anytime touchdown also. Um, Alvin Kamara, 44 and a half. He hasn't been – he's been kind of, you know, screwing me lately. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Me all yeah, season. Yeah. <laughs> he, I'm, I used to rely on him. I, I can't rely on him anymore. You know, I, I'd rather go with Taysom Hill's 15 and a half rushing yards as opposed to going with him with just 44 and a half. But, uh, you, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't mess with Shad White, 64 and a half. That's a safe new guy. Yeah. 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 What do you like mm-hmm. in this game? So, I also like the Bucks winning uh, and covering. They are coming in uh, on a four-game win streak. Baker Mayfield's playing really well. I like Baker Mayfield uh, over his passing yards, which is 232. Um, coming off week 16, he had 283 yards. Derek Carr coming off over 315-yard performance, but he only had 127 the first time these two met earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully the Bucks defense can do whatever they did last time, or maybe Derek Carr was responsible for that one, knowing him. Um, and I also <laughs> like Mike Evans over 62 and a half receiving yards. He's reliable. That number is pretty low, um, especially against a, a Saints secondary that hasn't been impressing me as much this late in the season as they had earlier in the season. So I like the Bucks winning, and uh, they're playing for a lot more. They lock up their playoff spot with this one. 
and Division One. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Who knew? Right, like he's the guy. This is the guy we thought coming out of college. Well, some thought out of college he would be. Yeah, he's yeah. balling. He's balling right now. And the Bucks have been flat out scoring the scoring the rock. They put up 30, 34, 29 in the last three games. Mm-hmm. Right, so over thirty points a games against the Jaguars, Packers, Falcons, the three teams that were fighting for the playoffs. So yep, they've been in playoff mode and been playing playoff games for the last three, and they're just a better team because Baker Mayfield's doing a lot and not making mistakes. So I like Baker Mayfield to throw for two touchdowns and throw for over 200 yards in this game. I think the 200 yards is damn near a guarantee. But 232.5, I may not go that, but I'll go the alternative. Over 200 yards, two touchdowns in this game, one of which is going to be to Mike Evans. I like Mike Evans in this game. I'm going to be safe, to be honest with you, go alternative 50-plus. I think that that's going to get done. And I like Rashad White to also go over 50-plus, to be a little safe and go alternative. But – Again, I like the Bucks in this game. I think they're going to win. I know this is a close spread, two and a half, but I think they win by more than that. Mm-hmm. I think this is a solid victory yep. to prove. And then another team like the Rams where you're like, all right, all y'all up there better play on point. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, y'all are better than us, more talented than us, but you if you ain't on point, we can get you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? They're, they're another team I go, you can win a playoff game. They, they got, can win multiple games. They got talent. Can, yeah. They a playoff talent. game, depending who you play, and how that team is particularly playing yep. that day. Yep. So, again, I think we're all on the Bucks with this one. And if that's that's your point, we'll, we'll talk about the odds a little bit later on the show. You might as well bet the Bucs also uh, win the division. Yep. Right? So Absolutely. if you're going to make a bet that the Bucs are going to win this game, do the same with the division. I don't know what the odds are that right now. We'll talk about that later in the show. But you might as well put them both in parlay. So that's what we're liking in this game. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, more games to talk about. With them, they're going to make fun of the 49ers. Of course. No, um, actually, I'm not. The 49ers Ooh, are going to beat the you. Commanders. Yeah. I mean, it's, I was about to – I meant to reverse that, and I didn't. So. Well, oh, yeah, re- good. For fraud- fraud- fraudulent. They're scored, they're scored, look, 11 and 4 and 4 and 11. They are reversed. Yeah. Oh, wow, they really are. <laughs> good. Freudian slip right there. So we're going to talk about them, and we're going to talk about the Eagles and their shot and them getting healthy. All right, it's the Sunday spread. We'll be right back. Uh, welcome back to the Sunday Spread. Week 17, Devin Caney, Sean Bell, Barrett Brooks, presented by BetMGM. Mowing along with these bets for your New Year's Eve. Niners, Commanders. All right, just go ahead. All right, next. Say what y'all got to say. Next. Are there shots y'all want to take? Well, can can we talk about our producer's notes for this game? All it says is glorified scrimmage. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> And he's sure, look, as much as I wish I could oh. troll you, Sean, and be like, oh, yeah, no, the commanders. Are, no, 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 no. The 49ers are going realistically, to. I'm not going to make fun of the, the loss, though, to the Ravens. No. Ruined my whole Christmas. Hold on, hold on. This, this, is, this is the major reason why they lost the game, because that was one of the only teams that matched their intensity. And that's the reason why, I mean, player for player, they're pretty much equal in what they offer. You know, so as far as, you know, defensively, Two best linebacking cores in the NFL, period, bar none. The two best secondaries in the NFL, bar none. Um, you look at you look at their pass rushers on the outside. They, you know, they have a leg up on the Ravens, but you know, the quarterback, better quarterback there, but they got a better running back with the Forty Nine. So they, I mean, they balance each other out pretty well. But they max they they match their intensity. In fact, they were over overly aggressive against that 49ers um, team. And that's the only thing that you could do. I, I, I used to think that I, there was only three teams I thought that could beat the 49ers. One was the Eagles. 
They can still beat them. The Ravens, I know they can beat them. And I used to think that uh, it was either uh, Kansas City or the Bills, but I think the Bills probably the only team in the AFC that can beat them. Mm. The Bills. You know what, for me, what I realized during that game, and I sort of knew it, like the first, the first quarter I said, we're in trouble. Why is that? Because Brock Purdy is – I'm still a Brock Purdy guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. I still I still believe in him. I still believe he'll get better. I still believe he'll get better in those type of moments. But Brock Purdy is a guy that doesn't have the Brett, Brett Favre gene, doesn't mm-hmm. have the Jalen Hurts gene, doesn't have the when at the I end. Ma- I no, the I made these mistakes and I flushed them out. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't know how well, to that's do that's why his his stats when you look at them when he mm-hmm. has to play from behind or is in like tense situations or a tight game, he doesn't usually perform well. He performs well when they're in a blowout. But I don't even believe it's that. I believe is if he's playing well, mm-hmm. he's going to continue to play well. Whether it's from behind, whether it's a tough team, whether it's a bad team, he's going to continue to play well. He doesn't have the I don't have my A game today, but I can still get it done. Mm-hmm. Because everything he does is based on timing. Like everybody talks about things being wide open for him. Not really. When he releases the ball, because he doesn't have the strong arm, he has to release it before guys are open. He has to release it before, before guys, they come by their breaks. Before guys come out of their breaks, right? Yep. And so he's incredibly incredible when it comes to timing and getting it out when he knows he needs to get it out. When he's not having a great day, when he throws a pick or something doesn't bounce his way, all of a sudden he's hesitating. All of a sudden, I need to see it open. All of a sudden, I'm scared to just let it loose when I'm supposed to let it loose because of the mistakes that happened in the past, and then that's a trickle-down effect. Oh, you saw the coach say that. The coach said it on the field. He's like, look, man, you got to let it go. You got to go. You got to let it go. And and, and he <clears throat> just doesn't know how to, how to continue to get that out of mind and do it. So I'm not worried about if he's behind, right? I think he can win in a shootout when he's behind because – that means he was playing well all day. Right, right. But if he makes a couple of mistakes and he's not playing well, he doesn't know how to say, keep ripping it, keep mm-hmm. ripping it, keep ripping it. Mm-hmm. So you know at the first quarter whether or not the 49ers are going to put up 30 or they're going to be bad based on whether or not Brock Purdy is on it. And and granted, he, it's not a lot of days so far that he's been off right this season. But when he's off, he does he, mentally he doesn't know to be like, Jalen Hurts would be like, I had a bad game all day. I'm still gonna throw it forty yards deep. I'm still gonna fit. <laughs> I'm go, still gonna fit in a tight situation, right, right? Which you may not like sometimes, but that mentality makes sure that he's still going to right. take the risk and make the big play. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy doesn't have that, so that's the problem. So for me, from here on out, it's gonna be first quarter. I'm gonna look at the Niners every game. Okay, they win it, and they're gonna win easily. Mm-hmm. But if they, if he's, uh oh. He doesn't. He doesn't have his A game. His A game goes quickly to a D game. Well, see that. So, but well, with me, no, no, no go well, ahead. Well, I'm gonna say with me. Well, when it comes to props like that, and you know, specifically looking at that last game, and uh, he has a uh, what is it, uh, a, a, a a stinger. He had a stinger, and he, you know, mm-hmm. saying he left the game. Well, with that, to me, it just goes back to you know George Kittle being. The guy that's gonna he's gonna rely on the most, you know what I'm saying? Underneath, in the middle of the field, you know. So I mm-hmm. think George Kittle, fifty and a half. I think I think that's easy. Uh, anytime touchdown, Christian McCaffrey, easy. Mm-hmm. Eighty four and a half, Christian McCaffrey rushing, easy. I think that's easy. Debo Samuel's, it'll be easy for him to get fifty seven and a half yards receiving. But Brandon Ayuk, I wouldn't touch it because 
That means he has to throw guys open then, and he's one of those guys you got to throw open. I wouldn't touch him. But, I mean, I, I truly believe, you know, Debo Samuel's 11 and a half yards rushing, easy, because he's not going to be relied on to, to do mm-hmm. that, pushing the ball down the field. So I'm going to go with, you know, the intermediate stuff. You know, so that's why George Kittle and his 15 and a half. Debo Samuels and, uh, and his rushing, 11 and a half. I'm going with that. Christian McCaffrey, 84 mm-hmm. and a half. I'm going with that. Mm, what you got, Def? What you thinking? And you were you had a comment on what I had to say, also. Oh no, no, nothing. I, it's just uh, I, not worth it. I was just gonna kill you. <laughs> like, yeah, like just it's not worth it. Um, you. but yeah, no, I, I like I said, I like the 49ers minus thirteen. Uh, Christian McCaffrey seems like an anytime touchdown, like yep. lock every game. It's like that, and a Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown will always hit. Um, the Commanders, I like. This is going to be another like like the Dolphins. Uh, was it Bears or Broncos when they put up seventy points? Yeah, it was Broncos. Was, Broncos, yeah, yeah. Dolphins My, Broncos yeah. style uh, seventy point crushing. Yeah, it'd be crushing. Christian McCaffrey over a hundred yards and two touchdowns is going to be a guarantee for me. They're guarantee. Gonna, they're going to push to try to <laughs> see. Try to... I don't. I feel like they're they're going to be up by so much that I don't know if they're going to run him hundred like over a hundred yards. You think? MVP. Well, with his with it, yeah, MVP and plus MVP with uh, Brock Purdy's. You know, sprained shoulder, whatever it is. That's you know, true. They're yes. gonna try to hand it off as much. I just as they think, can. I just think MVP. So they're they're gonna, he's gonna get over a hundred and get get and get him a touchdown. I like that. George Kittle is close to having a thousand yards on the season, so I think he, they're gonna feed him a little bit. So yeah. he's gonna get over fifty yards to have their marks. I think this is a mark game. Let, let's go get our marks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's go get our stats. Let's go get our marks. To, to, to that could really seriously happen now with uh, Christian McCaffrey being MVP because mm-hmm. right now I think Jackson's leading. Leading the race right Yeah, now. he's leading the race. All right, let's go to the next game. Let's go to y'all, Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles taking on the Cardinals. 3-12 and 12 Cardinals. Eagles favoring this game by 11 and a half, the over, under, and 48. I'm going to tell you right now, I think the Cardinals cover. Ooh. <laughs> the Giants shouldn't have covered last week, and they covered. Right. Well, right? They, of, the Eagles two, defense likes to allow because, you to cuddle. To, to, if that wasn't Eagles defense, though, why they covered. The Eagles offense Gave up Spotted two touchdowns well, because of the dumbest teams. mistake. Well, special teams and then offense. Yeah, special teams and offense. Well, because yeah. of just dumb mistakes. Right. And the Eagles have consistently done that. They it's consistently allowed people to cover. Consistently they have. had throughout dumb the, mistakes. the Which is why season, the team is so cover. frustrated. Yes. yes. So I, that's why I'm like, they're going to cover. Whether it's a stupid mistake, whether it's a bomb offensively by Tyrod Taylor and a big touchdown. That they, was the one that. play that the Eagles defense did let up, and they can't do that. Yeah. So I kind of feel like the Arizona Cardinals. I, I feel like this game is going to be over for one at over the 48 because the Eagles defense and because they'll let up some things and I think they'll cover it again. It'll be a backdoor cover, but a cover. What do you think? Dev? Um, For once, I think that the Eagles are going to win uh, and they're going to ah, cover da. the spread. Ah, da, da. They're going to like all season. We're like, this is the week. This is a get right week. The Cardinals are not a good team. They're three and 12. Their defense is terrible. Their pass defense ranks in the bottom of the league in rating allowed to quarterbacks, completion percentage for receivers, almost last against the run. Uh, this is a get-right game for the Eagles. They need a convincing win. DeAndre Swift can break 1,000 yards this game. I think he's going to do that. I think the Eagles are going to run all over the Cardinals because I don't even know if they're going to have to throw it that much to get okay. the win. Um, I think the Eagles win by 14. And... Yeah. Okay. Sorry, you're picking, I'm with that. Over. You think DeAndre Swift's going to the 100-yard game, are we saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because they're aware of that he's close to reaching 1,000, and they want to get him that. Like, mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni will want to get him that. 
you see they did the same thing with Devontae last year yeah. and the year before. Get yeah. him over 1,000. Um, also, you know, I, I see James Conner, 54 and a half. You know, the, this Eagles team has a problem right now stopping the run. So 54 and a half, that's a safe bet. But it'll probably be right at 55 yards rushing for the game. And then they'll come back to their senses. Um, I also go with Trey McBride, one of my tight ends, 66 and a half. That's become – that's become um, Kyler Murray's favorite target, you know. So Yeah, and the Eagles are bad against tight ends. Bad, you know. So <clears throat> I would go with that. Then um, Dallas Goddard, 44-and-a-half, safe bet. They're going to use him a lot more. Um, you know what? I kind of stay away from – I'd stay away from uh, A.J. Brown right now. Yeah. With 82-and-a-half, I don't know what's going on. You know what? I do know. And as a player, I, I, I don't see anything different about him being a receiver and acting this way. Because to me, that's how receivers, that's how they act. Mm -hmm. That's how I've always seen receivers act. Even my guy, Irvin Fryer, acts that way. You know what I'm saying? They always want the ball. And if he didn't want the ball, I think it's a problem with him. Um, so you think it's because he wants he's not getting the ball as much as he, will, he wants? Or he just wants to win, and he wants the ball. He, he believes he's a factor in, in, in them winning. Mm -hmm. So he wants – I'm not trying to hear none of the other stuff. It's all about him getting the ball and him winning the game for them. He wants to show you guys that I can win this game for you. Mm -hmm. I can't be mad at that. That's just what happens. And everybody that's playing with him knows the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Swift, that offensive line is going to make sure that he gets mm -hmm. over 100 yards this game, that he gets 1,000 yards. They're going to mm -hmm. make sure of that. So um, they're going to call plays in which they're going to make that happen. After that, man, I mean, I don't even know if I'll go with Devontae 56 and a half. I don't even know if I – I don't think, you know, neither one of the receivers right now is a safe bet for me. But Trey McBride – Dallas Goddard, both mm -hmm. tight ends is a safe bet. Well, on Dallas Goddard, uh, Arizona's secondary gave up 107 yards to tight end Cole Komet last week wow. against the Bears. Right, right. And Dallas Goddard's coming off a 71-yard game. So, yeah. Yeah, they figure out. A lot oh, more we got, than what that says. We got a tight end. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's pretty good, too. Right. Let me, let's, let's, get, let's get with that. Yeah. Hey, Hen, I, I, like, I like this game to be something like 30-20. I, I think it's going to be a, a slightly over game. I think there's going to be some more points. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be able to move the ball a little bit but not finish too many times. Uh -huh. and, and the Eagles get a win where it's just like, all right, it was 30-17, to 17, backdoor field goal type of situation. So that's that's my guess on this game. And I'm with you with DeAndre Swift. Swift plus 50 is one of the big ones. Let's on, go to, let's only, thing, only thing, though, remember that defense feel like they got slighted by their head coach. They got slighted. And uh, they're going to be real yeah. mad. They should Wait, which be. Defense? Let's, huh? Which defense? The card. Well, the, the, the Eagles. The Eagles offense. I mean, a defense. Oh yeah. Their yeah. Offense. Let's yeah. let's uh, switch up and get through this one real quick. Titans Texans. Uh, five and ten Titans. Eight and seven Texans. Texans favored in this game by four. C.J. Stroud should be back in this game. Over under forty four. Dev, let's move through this. What do you think? Uh, I like the Texans here. Um, I think that they're they're playing for more. They're sitting at eight and seven. Getting CJ Stroud back is going to be massive. Like if they get Stroud back for this game, is that a definite? Do we know? I believe so. He, he wasn't listening to the props last time I looked. Um, then yeah, they they easily cover that point, four point spread. I think they win by like ten if CJ Stroud is back. Uh, I think they're the better team. I also feel like these two teams. I don't. I was shocked to see them playing again because I. Could have sworn I've they played seen two these weeks two ago. teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it's because it's recent. I'm like, I feel like they've played like three times it was already 19, this season. 19-16, the Texans won two weeks ago. And it, it went to overtime, didn't it? 
Uh, I don't know if it went to overtime. I think it did. Yes, it did go it to did overtime. It did go to overtime, yeah. So it was a close one, but I just think that the Texans, if when they get there and because they're going to get their quarterback back, they're going to be reinvigorated. Yeah, um, he cleared concussion protocol, so. He's and, well, and they still have a lot more to play for than the mm-hmm. Titans do right now. Right, right, right. What do you think, Barrett? Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans, too, I'm, and I'm going with the points. Texans. I mean, uh, Texans, I'm sorry, Texans. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Texans. I think they're going to, you know, go ahead and, and, and I'm going to go with the points also. As far as, you know, props, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of something, and I was going to go with, you know, D-Hop going against his old team again, you know, but I, I just don't – I just don't trust, you know, anything. He's with, really hot and cold. Yeah, you know, I mean, and you barely know what uh, – who's he going to be throwing to. And, you know, I want to go with – I really want to go with him, but I, I'm not. As far as rushing props, that's that's rough for me too, man. You know, I, I – Derrick Henry is just so hot and cold, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I I can't even go with that. So, you know, I, I would go with the under 50, 57 and a half. I would go with the under with Derrick Henry. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I'm with y'all. I got the uh, Texans in this game against C.J. Stroud is going to be playing. He cleared concussion protocol. He's up right now. DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's, you know, they're going to feed him the rock. And because C.J. Stroud is back, he's going to be back. Uh, to be able to get him the ball, so I'm gonna go with him uh, with 50 plus in this game. I'm gonna go Dalton with Devin. Schultz. I'm gonna go with Devin Singletary 50 plus too. Okay. Um, Dalton Schultz again is always a good one, but again, yep. I think the Texans need this game. They can uh, they can still win their division also, as well as make a playoff spot even if they don't win their division. So I like that in this game. Listen, we'll take another break in this one and continue. We got Steelers, Seahawks, Chargers, Broncos, and Bengals, Chiefs coming up next. This is the Sunday spread. Welcome back to the Sunday spread. Once again, week 17, Devin Caney, Sean Bell, Barrett Brooks, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network, rolling through these games. Another big one. Again, a lot of teams bouncing around that playoff mark, whether it's 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th seed. A lot of teams still with a chance so far in this. This is why they put in the 7th seed, so there's more meaningful games late. It's Seahawks. Steelers. Seahawks favoring this game by three and a half. Seahawks won their last two games, 2017. Both games won by 2017. They're clicking. They're starting to go. They're trying to make the playoffs with Geno Smith back in the lineup. Steelers, well, the Steelers trying to do the same thing. They're trying to make the playoffs. They're on the edge. They're very close. The Steelers are currently ninth, so they're, they don't have many tiebreakers, so they need to win the rest of their games if they want to get in. Yeah, Mason Rudolph starting, man. Mason Rudolph, and they like him. They like him. What you think of this game? I think I. I mean, man, this this these both of these teams just aren't really. I think in the hunt, I think they're just outliers right now. But Mason Rudolph for what? You don't think they're playoffs for playoffs? Yeah, I mean, not actually, but I mean, the Steelers team is 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 kind of jumping on the bandwagon with with Mason Rudolph. They kind of believe in it a little bit. Mm But if you know, of course, you know you got to go with the two-headed monster of their running game, with Jalen Warren and, and Najee Harris. Najee Harris fifty-four and a half, Jalen Warren thirty-six and a half. Both safe bets. Both of them, um, both of them, eclipsed though that yardage. I'm looking, you know, Jalen probably have a little over fifty, and Najee probably have uh, close to the hundred yard mark as far as rushing. But it's just hard for me to go with them, man. I I, I got to go with with the quarterback, the experienced quarterback, 
and going to two great wide receivers. And that's, you know, DK Metcalf, 63 and a half, receiving Tyler Lockett, 55 and a half, receiving yards. I think it's a safe bet. You know, they've got their guy back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going Geno throwing to those guys and making things happen. Um, other than that, man, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm even cautious with going with Noah Fant, tight end. You know, I love my tight ends. <laughs> and him and, you know, yeah. <laughs> him and Pat Fryermuth, you know, 22 and a half, you know, why their yard is so small? Because I think they're really going to be trying to score a lot and they're going to be going deep down the hill, uh, down, uh, down the field. George Pickens, for, uh, 49 and a half. I think he's gotten better. I would go with him also in receiving yards. Yeah. yeah I mean, both these teams have been inconsistently good at times this mm-hmm. season. Um, it's t- also thank you for noting the 2017 score for the Seahawks. I thought I, w- I I tweeted that and like no one else thought that it was interesting that they won back to back 2017 <laughs> comeback games. Um, I think that they can random. win 20 to 17 again. Like I think that it's gonna be three in a row. Put the bet in for that. That'd be crazy, but pretty plausible. Like I don't think it's gonna be a super high scoring game, mm. but I do think the Seahawks are gonna win. I could see the Steelers covering though. Yeah. Um, by like half a point. Because the Seahawks have home field advantage. We know that that is a real thing out in Seattle. Steelers traveling cross-country, not an easy trip. The inconsistent play, and I just think that the Steelers have found ways to win throughout the season, but a win against the Seahawks that are are playing to hold on to their wild-card spot, to hold on to their postseason spot in Seattle, like I just don't think that that's in the cards for the Steelers this game. Um, it, it's going to be a close one. I, I like George Pickens over... His receiving yards, which I can't believe I'm saying because given, you know, what happened, what, like two, three weeks ago with him? Right, right, right. Um, Not but, blocking. Yeah, it seems Mason Re- Rudolph has really, you know, reinvigorated that Steelers offense. So I like George Pickens over 49 and a half. I also like DK Metcalf over 63 and a half receiving yards. Um, I don't know if the Steelers are going to run the ball a ton in this one, so I might fade up Najee Harris uh, and Jalen Warren rushing props in this one just because I think they'll be playing from behind and trying to catch up to the Seahawks. It's interesting because the Steelers, they don't go under 500 under Mike Tomlin. Right. There's a chance. Never right? had they, they, they got the Seattle Seahawks. Well, they wouldn't go under. But they had the Seattle they Seahawks and the to. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. So I feel like I have to pick them to win one of those games, which is the frustrating thing. Now, the Baltimore Ravens, if they win this week, the last game won't matter. Yeah. So that will end up being, okay, the Steelers are able to get over 500 mm-hmm. if they lose to the Seahawks. But – Again, if the Baltimore Ravens lose to the Miami Dolphins, I know this is too much thinking for this, but they lose to the Miami Dolphins, then they'll be playing for something in the final game of the season, and the Steelers will get waxed. So now I'm like, uh, what do I do? Well, I got to pick them to win one of these games because they can't possibly go under 500, right? But with that said, I'm picking the Seattle Seahawks. You, guys. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I can't bring myself. I worry about that prediction next week. I'm with you guys. I do think Najee Harris gets off and gets over 54 and a half. I like him in this game to do that. Again, it's going to be a tight game. But to me, Seattle has too many weapons not to overcome mm-hmm. a team that's led by Mason Rudolph. Only thing, defensively, right? they're good, though, you know. So, I mean. I know. I know. But, again, it's Mason Rudolph. Yeah. I think they're – so I don't think they're going to be able to run the, get, run the ball a lot against that Steelers defense with T.J. Watt and the fellas. But I do think, again, they're not going to be able to deal with D.K. Metcalf. I think he gets his 63 and a half. And I can see Tyler Lockett getting over 50 in this game. So, again, I'm going I'm with y'all and going with Seattle in this game. But, again, that little nugget nugget when it comes to the Steelers is curious to me. Let's go to the next game. And this is a lot to talk about. Chargers-Broncos. 
Broncos have a chance to make the playoffs. I can't tell. And they bench Russell Wilson. Yeah. Now, it's clear why they bench Russell Wilson because they're going to owe him a certain amount of money. Yep. And they don't want him to get that many starts. They don't want him to get the last two starts so they can save, I think they can save $30 million or something like that. Now, releasing him in the offseason is still going to be a lot of dead cap money. It's still going to be a lot of money that they're going to owe. What is this? Was that $85 million, something like that, if they release him? <laughs> Which is crazy. But, again, we talked about the Eagles did it. Sean Payton yelling at Russell Wilson. Right. The friction that that caused. So we already know what was going to happen. So Russell took his office from him. We had an office. Took his yeah. office from him at the beginning of the year. But it's crazy to me. You, you're benching a quarterback who's, I think, 27 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Mm-hmm. And your team, he's a future Hall of Famer. Your team has a chance to make the playoffs, and you bench him now. Now, I get you do it because of the financial purposes. But usually you don't do that to a quarterback when you have a chance to make the playoffs, no matter what the financial purposes are. No respect. The stats is crazy. And, again, I'm not a big Russell Wilson fan because of all the stories that you've heard and all the things that have come out. But it's even with that, it's like, no, yo, crazy. that is – you are doing him dirty mm-hmm. by doing that at this time and at this period. Dad, what, what did you think about what happened? Of- I Yeah, just – confusion because like once i've i've learned about you know the the payment like the financial implications and how you know he had a physical and all that it i don't want to say it makes sense like because it does it's like logical i guess but literally purely logical like there's no like if you have a chance to make the playoffs and your team seems to be getting hot at the right moment why would you do that really just fuels my hatred for sean payton who i didn't like as a saints head coach and i definitely don't (laughs) like him now I'm not the biggest Russ fan either. Like after everything that we've heard, um, but I don't think he deserves that. I don't think the Broncos deserve that. And I just keep thinking about if I was a Broncos fan, like if that happened in Philadelphia, I I feel like we would like burn the link down. Like thing people would be losing their minds, rioting, rioting. And again, <laughs> let me correction again: eighty five million in dead cap, but they are going to save forty forty nine million by doing this. I, I get the, the money implications, mm-hmm. but just uh, with a quarterback, when you have a chance to make the playoffs um, and a quarterback who, for the most part, is helping your team, like I don't think he's actively hurting the Broncos. Mm-hmm. And a, you mentioned it, Russell Wilson, like he's a franchise quarterback, like future Hall of Famer. He's, he's proven himself in this league. Mm-hmm. So to bench him for someone, for a backup, yeah, like it's just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, this game makes no sense to me, period. In fact, I'm, I'm not, not going to bet on this game. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just going to go with the running game. Uh, Javante Williams, 57 and a half yards rushing. Austin Eckler, 46 and a half yards rushing. Those are the only thing, you know, those rushing totals, the only thing I would go with. After that, I can't see anything else that would make me go in that direction. You know, two backup quarterbacks, you know, Easton Stick. Jarek uh, Stidham, it just <laughs> that's a recipe for either the worst game ever or a back and forth that these guys just, you know, go out there and pass for like 350 yards apiece. You know what I mean? Just because the defense is going to be like, oh, we, we can take this week off, two backup quarterbacks. Hey, guess what? I'm going Jarek Stidham 200, over 200, 205, and two touchdowns. Wow. And two touchdowns? And two touchdowns. Throwing to who? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, backup quarterbacks have been great for a game or two. This is the yeah, year of backup quarterbacks. It's been the year of play great two games, 
Play great a game and then fall off. Yeah. And I have a theory on you'll see whether or not Russ was liked or not liked in the locker room. Yes. Okay. If they come out on fire, it's clear. Like, they didn't like Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. They're glad he's out of here. So now now they're playing. If they come out terrible, then it was like, why is what is our organization doing? Right. I'm out of here. Right. So that's the, the two polar opposite of things that can possibly happen. But I can see it being like, we ain't like Russ anyway. So let's yeah. go ball for Stidham, a person we like. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, I feel like we saw that with, when Geno Smith took over in Seattle last season. Um, so that, that's why it's hard for me to like confidently say, oh, the Broncos will win and like back like Stidham going off. Mm-hmm. Because for like it's not like a regular situation where a backup quarterback comes in and has to step up and, you know, excels expectations mm-hmm. for two games and then eventually is like replaced by the third turn quarterback. Um, so yeah, you're right. It, it will be telling to see, you know, how these guys feel about Russ and well, to me, if he not. was, hmm? to me, it's not why a tiger never, you know, loses his stripes mm-hmm. and everybody hates him. Everybody, you think the Broncos hate him and they hate him too. Well, do you think that was part of the decision? Yes. Yes. When you're, when you're a guy, the leader of your team mm-hmm. is not liked. Come on now. They just don't like him. He's a great quarterback. He can do all this stuff. But, it's, you know, you can't have that type of attitude and think that these guys are going to play for you. They're yeah. just not going to do it. That's why I potentially have the Broncos winning this game instead of them having a big game in it. Let's go to uh, one more game in this segment. Bengals-Chiefs. What's going on, Chiefs? Chiefs favored in this game by seven, but I don't know if they could, should be favored by that much with how they played so far. The Bengals. They had Browning playing his butt off for a while, but that yeah. all came down to Irv Barrett. I'll start with you. What do you like in this game? Do the Chiefs win this game and rebound? I, I think that um, they will. Big Red will get them going, and they're going to do it on the ground. They, they're going to have to do it on the ground. Because, I mean, at this point, Patrick Mahomes can't trust the guys he's throwing to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, the only guy they can throw to is Travis Kelsey, and, and he at this point, it's going to be triple coverage, mm-hmm. quadruple coverage. But still, he'll still get his 65 and a half. Still get that. Um, just, you know, just to go with my tight ends again, Noah Gray, 12 and a half. <laughs> I'm going to go with it because they're going to go in. They're going to go in with 12 personnel. That's one running mm-hmm. back, two tight ends. And um, he's going to be the guy opposite. So he's going to be open opposite of Kel- um, Kelsey. Or she Rice, 64 and a half. I can't even go with it. I can't even, you know, put money on it. I, I won't do it. But Joe Mixon, 43 and a half yards rushing, safe bet. It's, safe it's, bet. it's going to be tough because uh, Isaiah Pacheco hasn't cleared concussion protocol yet. He did come back to practice on Friday. He was there. So who knows whether or not he's going to be playing. And if he's playing, what is he going to be? What do you mm-hmm. think, Deb? Um, I'm surprised by the line in this one, given the Chiefs' struggles lately. Uh, it's funny that we mentioned Jake Brownie and the Bengals after we were just talking about, you know, the trend this season that is so real where – Backup quarterback comes in, plays great for like one or two games, and everyone's like, oh, he's the guy, he's the savior, and then falls off. I wonder if that's actually going to happen with Joe Flacco and the Browns. Um, well, they go, they're three games into it now, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the Chiefs winning, but I think the Bengals can cover this one. Um, the Chiefs have just been struggling so, so much on offense, and I don't know the solution for it for them. It, it really is shocking, but I also feel like, because it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs have just been so dominant in the last, like, half a decade, 
no one's really accepting the fact that like maybe they just aren't maybe they don't have it this season you know mm-hmm. i think we're giving them too much of a benefit of the doubt here yeah. um and i'm sick of watching Patrick Mahomes cry over it like every like literally cry over it every game um i do think that they'll win but i think it's going to be closer than a 7 point spread i'm yeah. going with the points though i'm going you're saying she's 7 i think she's going to they're going to get 7 they're going to get 7 that's only because have- big red and Big Red always figures it out. But see, that's the thing. That, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like all season, everyone's like, "Oh, they're he." It's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. They're elite still. They're gonna figure it out. Like maybe they won't. Maybe maybe they're kind of having a yeah, season where right, it's, it's right. not their season. This could just right. be a, a down year. Right. Pat, and it Patrick, seems like no one's accepting that yet. Patrick is. It's funny to watch Patrick Mahomes because it's like the. Oh, it's hilarious. It's like the privileged <laughs> kid who always got what he wants. Yeah, he's not he's getting a brat. not getting into the college. Yeah, not getting into the college that he went. Oh, yeah, I didn't get in because of uh, like yeah. okay, kid. Yeah. Right, well, welcome, right. welcome to disappointment. Right. It's finally here for you, and that's what Patrick <laughs> Mahomes has experienced because his entire NFL football career has been on top yeah. and everything going right for him, and uh-huh. now it's not. So it's yeah. it's actually hilarious to watch. But it is. Uh, I, again, I'm going with Patty Mahomes to win this game, the Chiefs to win this game because I think Browning has come down to life, Jake Browning. But Rasheed Rice, sixty four and a half, he's been consistent for me in in getting because that's been their that's only been your guy. He's, yeah, he's been the only consistent wep- weapon outside of Travis Kelsey, and Travis gets doubled. So Rasheed Rice is the guy that uh, Patrick Mahomes believes in, and he's been the guy, only guy that's actually catching the rock. Mm. <laughs> so that's who I'm going with, over 64 and a half. All right, we're going to take another break. When we get back, we'll have our best bets throughout this and some future bets maybe in regards to who's going to win the Super Bowl, regards to who's going to make the playoffs, along with talking about the Dolphins-Ravens, maybe the game of the week, and the Packers-Vikings, the Sunday spread presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the final segment of the Sunday Spread, Week 17 edition. Barrett Brooks, Sean Bell, Devin Caney rocking with you, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Dolphins-Ravens, probably the game of the week. No question. Which is an interesting one for me, right? Because there's been some trends throughout the last five or six weeks, Barrett. We talked about this in the first segment of MVPs and, and what happens when you are the favorite to win the MVP, right? Changed five weeks in a row. It was Pat Mahomes. He took a L. It was Jalen Hurts. Then Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. He took took an L. Yep. It was Dak Prescott. Took an took L. an L. It was Brock Purdy. Just took an L. Now it's Lamar Jackson. What are you saying? If you're going by the trends of the last five weeks, this could be a Lamar Jackson L to the Miami Dolphins. Now. Normally, I would just pick the Dolphins uh, to lose this game because the Dolphins, the Dolphins, out of all the teams that are going to make the playoffs, they have the weakest strength of schedule so far this season. Right? Like, out of all the teams so far, now that's going to change now that, now that they had the Baltimore Ravens on the schedule, but they have the weakest one. I think, I believe it's 402 the last time I checked. The weakest strength of schedule. And I'll check that right now as I'm talking. The Miami Dolphins strength of schedule, 414. As opposed to uh, the Baltimore Ravens, 533. The Kansas City Chiefs, 500. Jacksonville Jaguars, 562. You get the point. Yep, yep. They've only been one team with an above 500 record, and that's the Dallas Cowboys, which we don't believe in, right? Yep. So who are they? They haven't proven to be anything yet, and this is their time to prove something. Barrett, I'll start with you. Do they prove something, the Miami Dolphins, or does the trend, or does the trend of the MVP losing continue? This is... This is a tough game because, number one, you got 
one of the best defenses against one of the best offenses. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at props, you're usually going from, you know, the offensive side of the ball. But, I mean, I just can't do it, man. I, I think Jackson at this point doesn't fall off. I think he's going to be the MVP. I think he kind of bucks that trend right now because he, he uses his weapons so well, you know. I mean, Isaiah Likely, 42 and a half. It's easy for him to get 42 and a half because the way that Jackson runs around and, and gives himself time, it, you know, it's amazing, man. So, you know, both he, um, Zay Flowers, 56 and a half. And um, I, I'm not going to touch Odell on this, you know, but even Nelly, Nelly, 14 and a half. Nelson Aguilar, 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. I think they come out of their shell and, and, and become that offense they can push the ball down the field. Which is saying, which puts me in this, Lamar Jackson, fifty-two and a half as far as rushing. I'm gonna go with the under there because I truly believe he's gonna push the ball down the field, and they know that they have to pass the ball to keep up with this, you know, offense that you know Tua has. So I, I'm, I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, what, what was it uh, three and a half? What's the points? What, what, three and a half. Three and a half. I'm gonna go with three and a half with the Ravens, mm. and uh, and I'm going with all Ravens. You know, I'm going with more more Ravens prop best than anything. You know, Isaiah Likely, Zay Flowers, um, and also Raheem Moster, forty five and a half against their defense. Okay. And he's Raheem uh, Mostert's gonna play, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, his props yeah, are I know up. He so he's. I mean, those linebackers are good, but I, I think that he. Uh, he he's gonna be the only thing really they have going on because they, they, they their secondary can cover, their secondary can cover mm-hmm. very very well. And Raheem Moster is so fast that he might be one of the fastest guy on the field. He might be able to run away from Queen, both Queen, uh, the linebacker Queen, and um, the other kid, man. So I like him as far as Miami prep, uh, prop bets. But then after that, I'm going strictly with uh, the Ravens. Mm. What you thinking? Yeah, I think so. Congrats and thank you to the Dolphins for beating the Cowboys, finally beat a team with a winning record, as you mentioned. Uh, that's it. Like, that's literally one of the few teams that they've beaten above 500. The Ravens just beat the 49ers, a team that has been rolling over opponents. Killing like, people. Are, like, looking like a, just an unstoppable force. And the Ravens beat them handedly. It wasn't like a, oh, well, like, fluky game. No, no, the Ravens the Ravens crushed them. Sorry. They beat four, they beat. San Francisco, they beat the Jags, they beat the Rams, they beat the Lions, they beat the Seahawks. Like, the list goes on. I just think that the Ravens are the more complete team. I think they're playing the best football in the NFL right now. I think Lamar Jackson should and will win MVP. I don't think that trend is going to continue. I like the Ravens winning this one. I don't think it's going to be a super high-scoring game, but I just think the Ravens have the talent, they have the flow right now, and they have the defense that can contain Tua and that potent Miami offense. Oh, that's great, Danny. I'm going with heart, not brain. Heart. I'm going with my heart, not the brain. And that's why I'm going with the Miami You think Miami, Miami has more heart than the Ravens? No, my heart. Not oh. their hearts, <laughs> my heart. I'm going with my what my heart like, wants. I was like, oh, I didn't know that you were What my heart wants, like okay? And, <laughs> and I'm going with, again, all the facts y'all said is correct. I would normally pick the Baltimore Ravens to win this game. It's been a season like that, though. Yeah, you play you play the 49ers, beat the beat the beat the brains off the 49ers, and then you lose to the next team. Like, how many teams has that happened to 
so far this season, whether it's with the 49ers, the Cowboys, uh, the Miami Dolphins earlier this year, the Philadelphia Eagles. You have this big game, you play great, then you come back and don't follow it up with the game. Every team that's been on top has been knocked the peg right away. It's just how the season is going. Every MVP has been at the top, has been knocked off a peg right away. Right? And again, the brain tells you, the facts tells you it should be the Baltimore Ravens in this game, but it's been that type of season. So, again, if you're, you're making bets, don't pay attention to what I have to say because I'm going off a of feeling. But the feeling has been that this entire season long. So that's why I'm going to pick the Miami Dolphins to win this game. Again, some of this is selfish because I have Christian McCaffrey as my MB, betting MVP. I can win some bread if You're the, just if mad the that Baltimore the Ravens, Ravens beat the 49ers fall off. Last week, aren't you? No, I'm not mad. In fact, I knew it was. I, after it happened, I said I should have known better. Mm. I said to myself, they were, the it was, 49ers they, they were, were riding too high. Yeah, they were they riding were too high. That was, at, someone had to bring them back at down At some earth. point, they had to get punched in the face. Yeah. It's not that easy. Like, it was just like they were blowing everybody out. I said to myself, you should have known. It, like, a bad performance from a second-year quarterback was going to come at some point again. It, it wasn't going to just be all gravy, even if they do end up going, going on and doing big things. So I, I said to myself, I should have known better. I should have known this was coming. But, yes, the Balt- I'm going with feeling on this one, and I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. Let's go to uh, another game before we get to our best bets. Packers-Vikings, the final game that we'll do. Again, two teams that still have a slight playoff chance. 7-8, and 7-8. and eight. The Minnesota Vikings will be starting a rookie QB, Jaron Hall. I mean, that tells Who? you. That, exactly. That tells you <laughs> where I'm going with this one. Vikings yeah. favoring this game by one. Dev, I'll start with you. What do you think? Yeah, Sean, I think I'm going to side with you, uh, assuming that you're going with the Packers winning this one. Um, I know that the Vikings defense gave the Packers trouble earlier this season when these two played, but the Vikings off, like we just talked about their, their offense just doesn't have enough. Even if you have Justin Jefferson, we don't know how uh, Jaron Hall is going to, if he's going to be able to get the ball to to Justin Jefferson as much as, you know, a typical uh, Kirk Cousins could. Um, So I think that the Packers just have more offensive firepower here. I like them winning. I think it's the spread is so small to pick them for a reason. Like I don't, I don't think it's going to be by multiple scores, but I could see the Packers winning by like one to three points. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I I am going with the Packers. I, I think I'll go with the points also, but it's you know, I mean, I'm I'm going against all conventional judgment and and knowledge of seeing this guy for you know all season do nothing for me but i'm gonna go with aaron jones 50 52 and a half yards rushing and i'm also gonna go 16 and a half yards receiving because he just can't be as bad as he's been all year <laughs> he just can't he can't continue that trend so this is the trend in which he, he comes out of his shell and uh and, and gives him something that they can work with then i'm gonna go with romeo dobbs um 43 and a half yards receiving i like him man i like him i liked him when he was at nevada you know, so I'm gonna go Romeo Dobbs, and and that's it. I mean, I'm not even gonna touch Justin Jefferson because I don't know who Jaron Hall is. Mm-hmm. And, and we got we we only got like three minutes left. But your quick reaction to Jair, Jair Alexander? That's crazy that he went out there and 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 just because he's from that's he I'm, I'm at the crib. He I guess he didn't know I was from Carolina, North Carolina, and uh, I said you know I we want to play defense because he wanted to be out there first. He almost got the call wrong. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't say – you can say I want defense, meaning instead of wanting the ball, I want us to be on the defensive side of the ball, and that's your pick. That means they get an extra um, – they'll get an extra uh, uh, series because you did that, because you picked. They'll get the ball twice. 
That's crazy. He did that. What would you do as a as a as a player if that your teammate did that? Yanked him off the field. <laughs> Yanked him off the field. That that's why he got suspended the game. I bet just the, the, the and he still didn't think he didn't think he's, anything was wrong with it. The, the most random thing to get suspended for too. Like he didn't botch the call, but he went out there as a captain. This probably your best cornerback, and now you're not going to play in this game when you have a chance to make the playoffs. It's just bizarre situation so far. All right, let's go quickly. Some of the best bets. I'll start with you, Dad. What are some of your best bets or your your touchdown parlay that you're looking for this week? So, all right, let's go through my touchdown parlay, and I'm going to create it on the fly, or not on the fly. I've had it in the back of my mind, but I just don't have it written down. So, Eagles, Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown. 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown. Bills, James Cook, anytime touchdown. Plus, maybe even a Josh Allen, anytime touchdown. Okay, you go. Sprinkle that in there. Um, thank you for being my hype man during there you go. <laughs> uh, Michael Pittman, anytime touchdown for the Colts. I also like to I, w- I would recommend taking his props. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's it. I like I'm that like, one. I'm yeah. a little shaky on Michael Pittman. I'm not. Why? That's but good, I like that. That's a good deal. He's like their lead everything. Yeah, he I know. Missed la- and he missed last game, so I feel like he's going to want to come back with vengeance. Okay. You know what's easy for me? Isaiah Likely, 42 and a half yards receiving. Dalton Schultz. 40 and a half yards receiving. George Kittle, 50 and a half yards receiving. I always go with the tight ends. And then, you know, I got Kelsey and Gray, 65 and a half and 12 and a half. Easy bets. But then I'm also going to say this. I'm going Chiefs. They're going to they're gonna win convincingly. And it's uh, seven. It's six and a half. They'll go, I'm going to go with the points with that. I'm going to go into points with uh, the 49ers also, 13 and a half. And then I'm also going with the points with Cardinals, Eagles. 11 and a half. Mm. I'm going uh, Christian McCaffrey over 100 yards in a touchdown. I think that's going to be easy money. I'm saying with James Cook over 50 yards in a touchdown. I think that's going to be easy money. I'm going Rasheed Rice over 60, uh, I think it was five and a half. I think he's going to do well. I told you my surprise one is Jared Stidham. I think the team's like, we didn't like Russ anyway. So we just. No, right. I, so yeah, we you just guys gonna... have swayed me on that. Cause like, I didn't think about that. I didn't, I don't know how the Broncos culture is with Russ. So I could see it if they didn't like yeah. him. Nobody <laughs> likes Russ. Yeah. Like, nobody likes Chris. Nobody likes <laughs> Russ. And, and because backup quarterbacks have consistently come in and played over their heads. Balls. Yeah, I, well, that, when the team reason. likes them and they yes. want them to succeed. Yes. But that's why I didn't think that it would go that way for the Broncos. I think it might for Jared Stidham. Yeah, I think no, it might. Right. So I th- those are some of the ones that I like bet- best. And, again, if you want to pair up some things, like I said, if you think the Ravens are going to win, pick the Ravens to win and pair it with a parlay of, of uh, Lamar winning the MVP. Because if he wins, he's winning the MVP. Yeah, Same thing call. with the Buccaneers. I yeah, think that's the luck. Win. That was a good one. If you're taking the Buccaneers yeah. to win, then you're picking them to win in NFC South. So yep. it may not give you a lot more money in your parlay, but it's a little bit more money, and it's a guarantee if that's what you think is going to happen. So those are some of the guarantees that I want to see. Listen, it's been a pleasure. Hope y'all have a good New Year's. Start off 2024 with some bread. Start off 2024 with some money. Hopefully it's better than me than Christmas Day was <laughs> with the 49ers laws. But all of us should come in next week happy because we have teams that should be beating pretty easy. All right, this is a Sunday spread. Devin Caney, Sean Bell, Barry Brooks, presented by Betting This is the Sunday Spread with Super Bowl champion Barrett Brooks, Devin Caney, and your host, Sean Bell, on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.